all and welcome to another episode of Addicted to Anime here on Mega Powers Radio. I am Stephen. And I'm Jana. We're the Wagos on Mega Powers Radio and we're here for another episode of Addicted to Anime in which we will be reviewing Cowboy Bebop. And it's a classic. It's covered in praise and it's beloved by its core fan base. And we're here to probably bring some less than desirable news to those fans because... Overall, me and Jana did not enjoy the show. No. And so we're going to get into it. We're going to break it down. There's parts that we liked. There's parts that we didn't. And we'll tell you that. And of course, if you want to follow us, you can do that via all our social media avenues. For instance, addict- uh, facebook.com slash addictedanimefans, addictedanimefans.tumblr.com, addictoanime on Twitter, and you can search Mega Powers Radio to find us everywhere else via iTunes, etc. So, if you want to call in and let your voice be heard, and as you can hear, we've got a thunderstorm in the background, so please excuse the interference and noise, but you can call in at 760-512-7247. In addition to that, you can join the chat room. If you're a guest and don't have an account yet, sign up. It's couple minute process and you can let your voice be known on mega powers radio and here on addicted to anime so i'm gonna get into some background about cowboy bebop and we can go into the discussion it's set in the year 2071 and it's colonized an entire solar system for the use of space gates which allow quick travel through space now i'm gonna pick apart the first thing wrong with that 2071. It's 2014 now. Of course, this wasn't made in the 2000s, but it still wasn't made that long ago. It's very amusing what people have as an idea back in the 90s of how far we'd be in the 2000s. Yeah, I remember when Y2K hit, we were supposed to have flying cars. (laughs) Well, apparently right now we're meant to have suicide booths, according to Futurama. Yeah. So it's it's funny looking back on there, like... 10 plus years, well, almost going on two decades, and people had such a batshit idea of where we'd be in technology, but we've got a better realization and a better grip on it now that we know by 2071 we're not going to be anywhere near colonizing the solar system, let alone one planet. Or building gigantic wormholes through space. Yeah, we're not even going to have ships that we can, spaceships we can pilot ourselves. Most likely, anyways. Yeah, it's going to be very, very far from that, unless we have some huge advances in Aliens Land. But I mean, hey, it's anime. For all we know, it could be a completely different universe, but still... It, it seems... doesn't give you that idea. It No, exactly. It doesn't give you the idea that it's a different universe. It's supposed to be our universe, you can tell. But as far as our universe and our planet Earth and its situation, back in 2022, when they was doing all this colonizing process, there was an accident and the moon and the Earth got damaged, and it led to pretty much an abysmal state of planet Earth. It, it was unlivable. I mean, the one scene we do get in there, it's all meteorites falling down. Yeah. So people left, and they went to all these colonized different planets. So they started colonizing in 2022. And by, That's in less than 10 years. Yes, and by 2071, <laughs> we have pretty much the entire um, system which we see, which is insane. Wishful thinking. Yeah, because the other thing wrong with that is, okay, you colonized in 2022, so you're telling me that um, 50 years down the line you're meant to uh, have all this amazing life on different planets. I just don't buy it. Yeah. Um, But hey, wishful thinking, I guess. So with everyone leaving Earth, all the political groups, all the... 
um, parties that we know have disappeared and formed by new ones on different planets, which eventually separated the poverty line between rich and poor severely, and the crime rate became extremely high. The end result of that is there was a new uh, there was a new job you could play, apply for. Um, you could get a license to be a bounty hunter, also known as cowboys. Well, I mean, that already exists now, but this is far different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so space cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what leads us into our main plot line, where we have Spike and Jet, and they are bounty hunters. But first, let's just take a look at that concept, and I think it was a fantastic idea. I agree. I uh, mean, even if I think it's silly that, you know, they're colonizing other planets by now, I think it has, it has the, uh, the idea could go far. Now, if I told you, okay, we're doing that storyline, but it's set 5,000 years in the future, you'd be like, oh, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. It's just a few decades away, and it seems really obnoxious. Far-fetched, yeah. Very far-fetched, but again, it's anime. You give it... And, you know, if it, I feel like if done right, it could be very good. Mm-hmm. But I like the concept, and I think it was great and poor execution, but fantastic concept, and yeah. I really like the idea behind it. Mm-hmm. So, overall... I'll, there's a lot of fun with it. I wish there was a bit more of an explanation. Wish it was a bit more realistic, but it's the fault that counts. Yeah. So, um, the idea. So generally, um, as far as the characters go, and that's what we're going to get into now. We have the main cast, which is Spike, and I cannot pronounce his last name. Spike, Spiegel. Spiegel. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we've got Jet Black, which. It's a terrible fucking pun name. <laughs> I like it, but it's terrible. <laughs> if Tony Mango was listening right now, he'd be cracking up because he loves his puns. Uh-oh. Um, in addition to that, we have um, Faye Valentine, right? Yeah. Okay, I think it's her last name's Valentine. Her last name's Valentine, yeah. And we have Edward. We, we don't really know a last name for him, do we? Not really, but... Um, we might because you know his dad, but like... Yeah. Eh. But and Edward's a female. Yeah, Edward's a girl. And this Ein the dog, but it doesn't really do much Ein other is than... my favorite part of the whole damn thing. Yeah, because it does nothing, and it does nothing I like and the gets episode, it right. I like the episode where he got high and started to like bounce around the room. Oh, that was pretty funny. <laughs> when It's hard to hate a dog, so... It's a corgi, for God's sake. Who doesn't love corgis? Satan. That's about mm. it. Maybe. Especially that Satan we watched in that terrible movie the other night. Uh... <laughs> um... So, we're going to go through each character and give our thoughts, and first off is Spike. Now, for me, Spike, he's a bland character, mm-hmm. and I feel that given enough time to develop, that wouldn't be the case. Oh, yeah, I agree. He's got some great one-liners, quick wit for he a lot of... He makes me giggle. A, he's got <laughs> great one-liners, quick wit, and he's got an amazing skill set as far as combat goes. But you're never given a chance to really appreciate any of this. You can show me a badass, but if I don't know his backstory, or if I don't know his... Because we learn a bit about his backstory. Not he, enough. He was, in the, um, he was in the Red Dragon Crime Syndicate. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much all we learn up until the last few episodes. Yeah. You can't... You can't build a character you can't have a character be all epic and show his backstory in a few episodes and expect us to fall in love with him yeah i feel like i don't know him at all even though he's the protagonist i feel like he might as well not be 
I feel like he's more of a side character, and that shouldn't be. Yeah, he definitely takes a backseat to, say, Faye, who yeah. we'll get into in just a moment. But I find Faye's story more interesting than Spike. The issue with... The biggest issue with Spike is, because he's the main role, it affects so many other things negatively. Yeah. Vicious is the main villain. Vicious was another member of this Red Dragon crime syndicate. And he and... Spiker at odds ends because of a girl, pretty much. As all relationships in anime tend to be. <laughs> so, those two are at odd, odds ends, but because we don't really learn much about their story and have little interaction, I don't care. Yeah. Their fight seems amazing at the end, and we'll get into that again, but... And, you know, Vicious seems like he could be a really interesting character, just absolutely intriguing, yet... They didn't go anywhere with that. Yeah, we learned... And this is not speaking for the manga. We've not read the manga. This is only the anime. And there's just... I wish there was more Vicious. I really would... I feel like I would have liked it a lot. Yeah, there is little. Literally, all we know about Vicious is... Hey, I killed your father, figure. Hey, I'm not friends with this hermaphrodite. <laughs> hey, let's have a fight. And that's pretty much all of Vicious's conclusion throughout the entire show. Yeah. And that's sad. And... It's just poor development on um, Spike's part, and that's the biggest. That's one of the biggest things that this uh, yeah, anime suffers like, from: character I feel, growth. I feel like Vicious really impacts who Spike has become. Yet we know hardly anything about him. And that would have been fine. You can keep him in mystery as long as you reveal a bit more of Spike, and they just yeah. don't do that. So poor execution, and I feel he's got so much potential if they just tried hard. So we're going to go on and we're going to move on to Jet Black. And I'm actually a bigger fan of Jet because he's Jet, he's got such an imposing character. Like he's built very strongly and he's got the automatonic arm. Or he's sturdy. He's got like this metal prosthetic. Prosthetic. Can yeah. I pronounce that Prosthetic. Right? There we go. He kind of rem- It kind of reminds me of Automail. Mm-hmm. And his backstory around his arm because he lost it because he had... Um, a friend sniper uh, turn his back and sniper him in the arm. Yeah, and now he's all, and he decided to not have it reattached just to remind him of it. That's awesome and all, but that is pretty badass. Then you don't learn a single thing about him after that. Yep. Other than a girl that he had a love interest and then let get away later. Yeah, and which is fine. It just doesn't add anything to the story. Yeah. So he's another case of, I love his comic relief with his interactions with Spike. Yes, the, and, I do like their relationship, but mm-hmm. that's the thing. All their relationship is is comic relief. There's nothing else there. There's no substance. Not right till the last two episodes. And this is what this pretty much... This is the anime. It's a bunch of filler, then two awesome episodes at the end. Well, pretty much all it is is filler, and occasionally you'll have one episode about each character. Just one episode. Except for Faye. You get a few episodes mm-hmm. for Faye, but you would think that if you're going to do a few episodes for anyone, it would be Spike. Mm-hmm. But no, it's Faye. It, it's just ridiculous. And Jet, Jet's most of his comment really for me comes from the cooking. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he makes these terrible meals and they all complain and eat it. And he's always so broke and his ship's all beaten up, but that's all he has. And that's his life and he still loves yeah. it. And he's a former cop, so he's and got he a could, sense of justice when he's taking down all these criminals. He could go back to the cops anytime he wanted. A few times he was offered a position back again, but even though he has all he has is this broken down ship, you can tell that it's what he wants in his life. Mm-hmm. So 
Jet's one of the easier characters to appreciate just because he is a side character and he's and that's all he has to play. Yeah. As much as he's a main, part of the main crew, he's a side character. And that's why I don't that's my biggest issue with Spike is he's positioned as the main character, but he feels like a side character too. Uh yeah, I agree. Which leads us on to Faye, who we mentioned, who she gets a shit ton of episodes. Yeah. I know more about Faye than I do about any single character in that show, which would be fantastic if she was the main center of it all. Yeah. And that's just very sad. So Faye's an interesting character, and I've got little negatives to say about her other than the fact that all of her side stories don't contribute to the main po- main point of the plot whatsoever. At all. Just not at all. And that and that's another critique about the show in general. All these side stories, it'd be fantastic if it led up to the main point. But it doesn't. It's not connected in the least bit. So I'll let you go ahead and share what you like about Faye, and then I'll touch on it. Faye is an interesting character. I feel like her backstory is the most interesting. The fact that she was actually from our time, and she uh, got in a terrible, terrible accident. And the only way they could save her was to put her in cryogenic uh, sleep. And uh, she runs into a few of her friends later down the line, and they're all like in their 70s or 80s, and she's still this young 20-something. Um, she's very fiery. She's definitely the oomph to the group. She will kick ass, and uh, she'll probably kick ass first and then ask questions later. And I like that about her. Um, there really isn't that much bad to say about her. She's just more interesting than the rest of them. Mm-hmm. That's definitely to, that's definitely the biggest point that you can really say about yeah. Faye. And what I do like about her is we learn we see her transform. Yeah. From when she awakens to this, well, even we get to see her as a kid who's just a smiley, happy-go-lucky teenager. Yeah. Then we see her as an adult uh, woman that's just scared and terrified of this new world. And she has no clue how to pay off these debts. And then she turns into a absolute badass that's a con artist at the finest whilst being a bounty hunter. And then it all kind of goes full circle near the end where she all she wants is to go back to her home and to belong again. Mm-hmm. It, she's the only character where I can say she went full circle. And she's got a lot of tragedy in her life, and that's why it's easier to relate with her. Yeah. But again, she just feels like a random puzzle piece that doesn't fit in with the rest. Yeah. And that's a shame, because they worked hard on her. Yeah, you can tell they did. And it just didn't work out. So, really, really as far as Faye goes, I think one of her biggest critiques that I have about her is just that she has no... Pretty much this is standard for everyone, but she has no character development, or character growth, I should say. Yeah. We learn who she is in the past, but... I don't feel... While she comes full circle, I don't feel we get enough character growth of her coming to terms with everything and moving forward. You see who she is when she comes out of the pod, and you see who she is now. You don't see anything of the in-between. You hardly see a chunk. You get maybe one episode where she meets a guy that cons her, and that's about it. Yeah, and you'd feel... It'd just be nice if we had some character growth of where she becomes more stable with her issues in the past. Mm-hmm. When she finds out all her amnesia, that she's able to deal with her life and go forward. You get all this tragedy, and then you get no resolve out of it. Yeah. And last, the bare member of the crew is Edward. Edward's... Um, Comic relief. Intentionally made for comedy relief. And it's forced, and it's not funny. 
Don't get me wrong, there's certain times there where I can't help but crack up because it's just so obnoxiously funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's stupid obnoxious funny. And there's a few times when you actually need that kind of funny. But the but that's all Ed is 24-7 and you don't need it 24-7. And this episode is brought to you by Vanda, my cat Vanda kicking the fuck out of a um, clothes hanger. I'll stop him. Thank <laughs> <laughs> buddy, give me the clothes hanger. So, yeah, that's what we have to deal that's with. That's not for chewing on. And whilst uh, Jana gets the coat hanger back from the cat, I will tell you again to call in at 760-512-7247 or call in via Skype or chat through our chat room and let us know what you think about Cowboy Bebop. We're giving it a lot of... We're giving it praise here and there, but for the most part, we're kind of shitting on it because it deserves it. But if you disagree, feel free to let us know why. Yeah, definitely. And, of course, um, you can comment in the YouTube comments. I check them all, and iTunes, and I'll be happy to respond to you. But moving on, as we said, we're going to talk about Edward, comedy relief character, an orphan, as we find out, who's a super genius. And... They never really go over how he became, how she became a genius, either. Which is very odd, because she didn't have... Her dad left her at a, kin, like a daycare. Daycare, yeah. Never picked her back up again. Yep. And now she's a genius. <laughs> There's a few holes left in that. She actually has the ability to make the cowboy be the um the ship bebop move around with her own technology and yeah. stop them from leaving her and forces her pretty much her way as a member of the crew. And we finally meet her father, get some backstory of a place she used to have uh, keep refuge at and live. And it's all for nothing, because she finally leaves the crew, and it's out of nowhere. Yeah. It's literally one episode. Oh, hey, there's my dad. Oh, my dad left me again. Well, see you guys. Guess I'm gonna go find him. Okay, thanks, bye. Oh, and I'm taking your dog. Yeah, then she, she takes Ayn with her. So, it's just a really odd character in general. I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to bring a younger character in, I suppose. To, More energy. Yeah, maybe to relate with the younger part of the audience, mm -hmm. which I don't think it really has. It's not intended I've for. I've never met a child that acts like her. And I just don't... See, I don't know if anyone finds her that funny, because I don't. There's a few times she makes me giggle, but that's about it. Yeah, I feel like... I don't like comedy that's forced. Yeah. And you can... it's That's where I like um, Jet's comedy a lot better. It's subtle. It's witty and it's subtle. So that's what I prefer about that cast. So Ed's not a... Ed's probably my least favorite character out of the main cast. Faye's probably my favorite by default of just actually having a backstory. And Jet and Spike are just there in the background. Yeah. And that's a real big shame. So we've got the characters down. You've heard who we like, who we don't like. And you just kind of have to... I have no complaints about I'm. Yeah, because it's a dog. It's he's a, he's dog a cute, things. adorable little dog that hops around and barks and shit. So So what we'll talk about now <laughs> is, um, to segue from characters to plotline, is the interaction throughout the story with all these characters. Now, What interaction? That's exactly the point. <laughs> and I'll let you take this one and then I'll touch on it. There's... These people live together. They're supposed to be partners. They're supposed to work together to get something done. And I feel like there's nothing between them. There's no interaction. There's no nothing personal. You see a little interaction between Spike and Jet in the last few episodes, but that's about it. That's all you get. 
There, every now and then, Faye and Edward will have a girl moment and paint each other's toes, and that's about it. There's yeah, nothing. They don't feel like they relate to each other, and if you're living in the same living quarters, I don't care. You end up interacting. You yeah. end up getting a closer bond. It's pretty much, Even oh, Faye's in trouble. Faye's in trouble. Better go save her. Oh. But why do they want to save her? Yeah, it's like... Know? It's like, it's pretty much, oh, Faye's in trouble, better save her. Oh, Spike's in trouble, better help him. Oh, Jet's eating bad food, we better eat it with him. <laughs> There's really not much other than that. It's sad. Like, it's only got to be a few lines of dialogue where they feed off each other's personality. But they're so, their relationship's so stoic all the time, um, stagnant. It's pretty much just... There's like, nothing It's like meeting them. someone in the street and talking to them. Yeah, like they're acquaintances. Mm -hmm. And sure, of course, that's how it should be in the beginning, but by the end, you would think that they'd be more than acquaintances. You've got 26 episodes, and if you can't accomplish that in 26 episodes, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. I don't think there's an excuse entirely for that. By 26 episodes, I don't care if you have them on odd sense for 10 episodes. Elf and Lead got it done in 13. Exactly. So, <laughs> a Spice lot of animes got it done in 13. Didn't Spice and Wolf get it done in, like, 11? Yeah. So... The, there's no excuse here. There's no excuse. And this anime is so poorly paced. I feel I feel like they have their moments, but their moments are, like, once every five episodes, and it's so scattered and everywhere that you can't connect it into a puzzle. Yeah, just the anime is generally poorly paced, and my biggest issue with that is... Alright, so we're going to introduce the Brownie Hunters. Fantastic. You can do for that for two episodes. Yeah. And get the job done. And maybe have a bounty but every few episodes between main plot, right? Or you can integrate it into the plot. Into line. the plot, yeah. And the way it works is big thing happens. Bounty, 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 bounty. Big thing happens. Bounty, 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 bounty. Big thing happens finale. Yeah. That is pretty much the entire fucking It's happened. like 75% bounties and filler. Which would be fantastic. These bounties were amazing episodes where we learned more about the characters and they yeah. bounced off each other and grew as people. Yeah. They don't. It's half of it's comedy. Yeah. Like bad comedy. The other half, the action is little to none. It's pretty much normally a chase. Spike does a few cool kung fu moves. One thing I'll say is this anime did a good job on combat, like combat animations. Mm -hmm. I think they did a really good job on that. And Yeah, uh, they didn't fall into what a lot of 90s animes do, where they'll use repeated cutscenes to yeah. emulate a striking move. Mm -hmm. They animated everything very fully. Uh, that was definitely good, and I was impressed. But, um, yeah, it's just constant filler episodes, which is what I felt. I don't know if that, that was the intention with these bounties or if that was meant to be the bulk of the show, but it felt like filler to me. It was, none of them were connected in any way. Mm. It didn't help the plot. There was just nothing there. It felt like I was just sitting there watching nothing, watching... You, you could probably watch these episodes in different order, and it wouldn't matter. Yeah, by the time I got to the end, it's like I sat through all of that to get to this awesome final episode. Why did I sit through all of that? Yeah, I could have just watched the episode. I could have watched one. I could have watched episode one, five, and well, I'm not. You know what I mean. We're picking numbers here randomly. Yeah, but it's like I could have picked this episode, this episode, and this episode. And I would have got all the plot about Vicious and Spike, and it'd be done. Probably could have watched five or six episodes and be done with it. Yeah, this show, what from what I'm finding, should have been a six-episode anime. You could have, if this, if this is the story they wanted to tell. 
It could have been done in six episodes. Mm-hmm. And I honestly feel that way, and I don't know... And I feel like if they had done... If they had wanted to do it a little better, they probably could have, like, expanded on it a little more and gotten it done in 10 to 13 episodes. I just feel... Without the filler. I just feel these bounties could have been integrated into growing the characters more. Mm Mm-hmm. And it would have been okay. But it's so out of whack, and this is what I mean by the pacing. You... The whole point of a story is this is your beginning, this is why they're doing this, and this is the ending. The, the, The meat of it should have been... Yeah. They've got to fight Vicious... The ending should be. There's closure with Vicious. I remember being... But it's... Sorry, I'll just oh, finish okay. up. Go ahead. It's literally, this is Vicious. Nothing happens. Goodbye, Vicious. <laughs> I remember being in English class. And every year in English class, they would talk about, basically, how a story is built. And it's always kind of like a bell curve, where you have the beginning, and then the characters, and then the climax, and then it goes back down again. There is the climax doesn't even happen until the last episode. The last two episodes. Don't get me wrong; it's meant to climax by the end and finish well, off yeah, nicely. But, the but way there's, it no, climaxed, there's no build to it. Yeah, that's the thing. There's no build before, and there's no slowdown after. There should at least be some kind of wrap up after the climax, but there was nothing. I have no issue with not doing a wrap up if you want to leave a particular impression, but with an anime that did absolutely nothing to leave an impression. Yeah, here's the thing: if I if I could, with Faye, Jet, and all those characters, I can't predict what they're going to do after this, so I'm not happy. Yeah. It's like Breaking Bad. When that ended, I could predict. I know it's not an anime, but it's a show in general. Yeah. It's a good piece. It's like the best show ever. Yeah, we could predict what was going to happen. Like, after, once the show had Don't ended... Don't do spoilers. Once, once the show ended, I knew what Jesse Pinkman was going to do with his life. Yep. I didn't need them to do an extra episode. I need an extra 15 minutes just to know what the fuck happened after Spike Yeah, what happens out. to Jet and what happens to, to f- Faye and the dog and Edward. What happens to everybody? Yeah, it's like they don't leave us enough information about those characters to predict where it goes from there. Yeah. There's no closure. And it's hard to have closure with an issue which was never an issue to begin with. Yeah. Which is... So... And... We'll get into the main plot line and the ending now. There's a lot of poor explanations throughout. I don't know... Here's the thing. The whole point was... Spike and Vicious are going to have this final showdown. Right. They're both ex-members of the Red Dragon Crime Syndicate. But neither of them explained why they were members. None of it was explained... How... Spike's a law-abiding citizen now. Yeah. Yeah, how did he just randomly get out? I have no idea. They have, they have a short episode on why... Um, they, you find out he wants out, but nobody tells you why or what happened to make him suddenly have a change of heart. Now, the reason these two are at odds ends, as I mentioned before, is over a girl named Julia. Yes. Now, I had to read to find out why they hated each other. Because they don't go over it. At least if they do, they don't do it well enough in the show. Yeah. Apparently, Spike and Julia were having an affair against Vicious. Yeah. That pissed off Vicious, and Vicious wanted to kill him. Shit, if I knew that, I would have sympathized with Vicious throughout most of the anime. Yep. So, it's hard to appreciate any of it when they don't do a good job of explaining anything. Now, we finally have this climax in the last two episodes where Spike's going to go after Vicious for all the shit that he's pulled since... Um, 
they've had their argument. He kills... Vicious kills Julia, and that's the thing that pushes Spike over the edge. And he storms the Red Dragon Crime Syndicate, which Vicious has since taken over. And damn, it is like the most epic scene in the entire anime. Yeah, it's really well done. He goes in there, guns ablazing, shooting the shit out of people... He gets shot himself, but continues. He just keeps going. Plants explosives on walls, moving elevators. Escalators. Just blows the shit up out of everybody. Loses another companion. And it's so fluid, too. Mm-hmm. The way he does it, it's it's so fluid, and it's amazing. It's just a really good piece, and you finally get this fight between Vicious and Spike, and it's gun versus sword. Yeah. And it's really fucking fun. They have this whole monologue about... They only each other can take each other's life, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what happens. They kill each other. Yep. Um, they have they have an awesome fight where they end up losing both their weapons, pass each other their weapons back, and go for one final swing. Where Vicious swings his sword, cuts up um, Spike. You never really see where, but I imagine it was his uh, body somewhere that yeah. hurt him. And Spike puts a bullet in Vicious's head. And then the final scene is Spike walks down these stairs, battered and bloodied, to the rest of the Red Crime Syndicate who've made their way upstairs now. And he's no shape to fight. He just points his finger out to the screen, says bang, falls and passes away. That, in my opinion, if we had known more about the other crew members, that would have been the perfect way to end this anime. It was epic. And it left you thinking, and it kind of gave you chills. But the problem is we don't know more about the other characters, so we're left completely wondering what the hell happened here. We can't guess. But if if you had known what the other characters were going to do, I think it would have been the perfect way to end the anime. Mm-hmm. And if this story between him and Vicious had more meaning. Mm-hmm. I want to know why I should be connected to Vicious. I should know if I want him to die or not. Yeah. Because I'm indifferent. Yep. I should know if I want Spike to win or lose. I'm indifferent. It's just a matter of, I don't care. Yeah. And it's terrible, because it shouldn't be like you that. You should be rooting for the protagonist. It's 26 episodes. I don't know how they got past half of that with... I don't know how they got renewed for a second season, because it's a two-parter. It is? Mm-hmm. It's two seasons long. Huh. In fact, apparently the reason they killed Spike off, at least um, the director or the creator said, was because they didn't want the fans mithering them for a third season. It gave us an epic ending, so for something that sounds like they pulled it out their ass, it was pretty good. Yeah, I agree. And man, my stomach just growled really <laughs> I guess I'm hungry. We'll eat when we're done. I guess we will. And there's not too much more to touch on other than some elements that I want to point out which were very good. This anime was made in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. And their art style for that point was probably some of the best. I agree. There's some shitty anime. It's extremely easy to tell when an anime comes from the 90s. It has a certain look to it. But with this one, the only reason that it looked that way is because it was grainy and old. It wasn't as vivid. Yes, exactly. But But had you have cleaned that up and put it in a HD setting, I wouldn't be able to tell if it was from the 90s or the 2000s. The animation was so fluid, there was nothing wrong with it at all, in the least bit, when it comes to the animation. Yeah, if they remastered this and made it bright... Which they probably have. I haven't checked. Yeah. So like Dragon Ball Z looks fantastic when it's remastered. And so as far as the art style, I think it's one of their highest attributes, especially for that time period. Yeah. I mean, again, if you put it up against anything today's standards like Code Geass or um, 
Attack on Titan is not going to touch it, but no. for its time, it was brilliant. Yeah. And still doesn't look bad to watch today, which is... That's been... saying something. Because sometimes with Dragon Ball Z, when I watch it, it's not bad art style, but it's definitely not aged well. No. You can say, oh, wow, they used that scene about 15 times. <laughs> um, so they never suffer from that, and that I can appreciate. And soundtrack, and this is where this anime exceeds, probably it above... It excels. It excels. This is the best attribute I can say. And it, it's better than a lot of modern anime. Yeah, I agree. It's better than a lot of the animes I've watched in the past few months. It has this... It's very... They mix a lot of religious, mm-hmm. cowboy, funk, and techno. even techno. It's got Pop, such a, modern... They've got such a wide variety of tracks, and nothing seems out of place. Yeah, they actually seem to fit together. You don't sit there going, what the hell did I just hear, you know? Don't get me wrong, there's a few songs that I didn't enjoy, but yeah. that's the case with every anime. Of course, yeah. For the most part. Um, the only anime that's ever accomplished with um, having a soundtrack that I've not hated was Code Geass and I was maybe say Code Geass. Tenjo Tenge. Yeah. Um, but Bomberhead Head was really silly. I liked it, though. <laughs> so, I don't know any of the names of Cowboy Bebop songs, but I've got to say, they're a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And I can appreciate the time and the effort they put into that. And again, that's... You can tell they took their time, please, piecing it together. Yeah, I've not seen someone put that much work into it since uh, Bruce Faulkner for the Dragon Ball Z film soundtrack. Because that guy made individual pieces for each character and it sounded fantastic. Well, you see for individual scenes in this case. Yes. And it's just brilliant. Um, so hats off to Cowboy Bebop for presentation and audio because... Where they f- it's immaculate. Where if they could have just combined that with a better story, I think we would have been a lot more of, um, favorable about the show. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where the core fan base comes from, and I think it's a nostalgia thing. I agree. I feel like this is something for our generation, uh, people that were born in the 80s and 90s. It's something that we saw as children, not myself personally, but something that a lot of people saw as they were children and young teenagers, and it just kind of gives off that nostalgic feel to them now. So you, a lot of people defend uh, their childhood animes to the death, even if it's not that good. I'll defend Sailor Moon to the grave, but honestly, I think uh, it, it wasn't really that great now that I look back on it. Well, here's the thing. You can defend an anime and say you liked it because... It was fun for you. Yep, no one can tell you Dragon you, you Ball can't Z like it. Dragon Ball Z was awesome you know? for me. I loved it, but I guarantee if I actually went in and reviewed it like I did this anime, I'd butcher it. Yep. Because there was a lot of stupidity in it. Yep. And that's the case for Cowboy Bebop. It's got a core audience from an old from an old fashioned fan base that just fell in love with this. And I'm sorry, it's just not that good. Mm. The plot line isn't there. The storytelling generally isn't there. There's no uh, character growth. No character growth. It just did nothing for me, and it was a chore to watch. Yeah, I actually dreaded watching this. I'm shocked, because it's one of those old animes that are still mainstream. Oh, yeah, and that that's rare. You don't hear about that much anymore. Um, the only old animes that have had that staying power are Dragon Ball Z, and that's yeah. because they kept it with modern products. Yep. So... It's shocking, and I was really looking forward to reviewing, watching Yeah, because everyone was telling us it was great. And I've watched a couple episodes. Yeah. That's about it. And we had that um, 
We had that contest on our Facebook page. And that's the reason we did this, is because out of every anime character that you said was your favorite, you picked Spike. Yep. Guy is bland as dog shit. Yeah, we. he's okay. I don't dislike Spike, but I don't see how he could lose to Lelouch. And to be fair, he only lost by one point. But, yeah. Well, uh, I don't think Lelouch made it to the final. I think it was I Na- thought he did. I thought it was Natsu. Oh, maybe it was. Spy, um, yeah, Lelouch lost in the semifinals. Oh, okay. But, but thought... that's why we picked this show. There's a lot of... Uh, av- the next few animes that we're going to be reviewing, we chose it because of the characters that were picked. And uh, we decided to do this one next because Spike won. And to be honest, neither of us can understand why the hell he won. We just don't see the appeal to him. And of course, if you guys want to you know, tell us your reasoning as to why you love him so much... You can tell us on our Tumblr or Facebook or Twitter or whatever you like. Yeah, I just don't get it. And I'm taking a look now. And yeah, Lelouch lost against Natsu in the um, semifinals, I believe. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it came down to Spike versus Natsu in the finals. And you guys pick Spike. Now, we have not watched Fairy Tale yet. And that is on our to-do That's list. That's on our list. It's yeah. going to be in the next couple episodes, most likely. Yeah. And we'll be happy to... To compare the two. In fact, I think I'll make that a segment for the show. Yeah, that'd be great. I think that's a good idea. But I don't get it. I really don't get the appeal for this anime, but hey, that's what makes anime fantastic. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of different types Mm -hmm. of fans. And some of you like Cowboy Bebop. Some of you like that oversaturated garbage named Naruto. And (laughs) I like Code Geass. It's just one of those things. And hell, if you only like it for the nostalgia value, I say more power to you. If it makes you happy, watch it. I'll still watch Dragon Ball Z, knowing it's dumb, and enjoy the hell out of it. Same with me and Sailor Moon. I'm rewatching every single episode, and I don't care how stupid it is. From a critique standpoint, (laughs) I cannot in good conscience recommend this anime to a single person. Neither can I. So... For the first time on Mega Powers Radio and Addicted to Anime. Jonna, are you addicted to Cowboy Bebop? And I think I know the answer. No, I am not addicted to Cowboy Bebop. And I am not addicted to Cowboy Bebop either. So, it's the first one to hit our shit list is Cowboy Bebop. And I'm sorry, guys. We've had some strong anime. and I know you guys not- really, really like this one. It just, we can't, we can't get our heads around it. It's just one of those. So, let us know. What you think about our opinions, let us know... Your opinions. And let us know what you want to hear from us next. What anime do you want us to take, rip apart, and dissect and see what's good, what's bad, and what's ugly. Um, and to, so, until then, check us out on facebook.com slash addictedanimefans, twitter.com slash addictedanime, and addictedanimefans.tumblr.com. And check out megapowersradio.com for all great content. We have shows on sports. We have um, TV the Dace, shows. We have the Dace Man show. We've got the Monday Night Raw post show. We've got a whole bunch of different content on Mega Powers that you need to check out. And of course, if you want to check out some of my personal pet projects, director's cut. <laughs> if you want to check out one of my pet projects you can check out udmma.com facebook.com slash udmma and twitter.com slash udmma for all your mixed martial arts needs it's udmma alright so until next time guys we will see you on the next episode of Addicted to Anime Addicted to Anime